Mine's good. Come on, Brent. Life's good. Got real close. Got hair high, right? Trying to hit two thirds. Have they saved it for her? Yes, they have. Welcome to Game of Stones, everybody. I am Sean Graham. Scott is alongside, as always. Hello, Scott. Hey, Sean. Hey, I got I got a very deep bass going today. Yeah, a very rich timber, I believe. Yes, uh, is what we call it. Yes, so I am not feeling the the greatest that I've ever felt, but uh, you know I'm here. Yeah, you're here. Uh, you're a real trooper, Sean. We we did our women's world championship wrap up, and we were in such a hurry to go play trivia that we neglected to talk about a couple things. So we're here today to drop a mini pod where yes. we correct that error. Yes, a mini-sode, because the Canadian Mixed Doubles Championships wrapped up this weekend uh, out there. Where were they? They were on the East Coast somewhere. Yeah, Sean, in Fredericton, uh, yes. on, the no- on the North Shore there at Willie O'Ree Place or Center or something. Very uh, nice. And this is this is what they did last year as well with the uh, Canadian University and College Championships that wrapped up, I believe, Tuesday uh, out there, and then the mm-hmm. mixed doubles took right over. Yeah, that's right, that's right, and uh, seems like it was a pretty good success. I saw a lot of people in the stands. Um, I overall, it seemed like a pretty fun, uh, pretty fun week. Yeah, and, and a lot of big names there. With you know, you have everyone from the Tucks who are always going to be there. The the first couple of mixed doubles in this country and you know as we saw last year with the mixed doubles with the the introduction into the olympics uh, more and more players who were familiar with from the four player teams are playing together so jennifer jones and brent lang playing together uh, brandon botcher was there uh, we'll talk about jocelyn peterman brecca lance John Morris has gone to pretty much exclusively a mixed doubles player at this point. So, you know, again, a lot of the players are sort of doubling up here as we're making the the start of the push now towards the next Olympic cycle. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Most of these teams were familiar names to uh, curling fans, especially the teams that made the championship pool. So the way that the format works, uh, you have... Four pools of eight teams each for a total of 32. Uh, what they do is they take uh, the winners of every pool, uh, get a, f- a bye sort of in the first round of the playoffs, uh, and then the, the rest of the teams, the next eight teams are seeded uh, and play against each other in the sort of qualifier game. So a total of 12 teams make the playoffs. You whittle it down to quarterfinals, then semis, then a final. So, uh, you know, if you have one bad game in the playoffs there, tough luck for you. Yeah, but we've seen this, you know, the world mixed doubles had, I believe, 16 teams make the playoffs uh, for a long time. I I think they've they've obviously changed that format for next year where they're not going to have as many teams in the mixed doubles. But it seems just to be the way with mixed doubles, you know, let more teams in and mm-hmm. uh, see what happens and i mean with with this <laughs> excuse me because you can have so many players or so many teams cuz the games don't take as long i mean i think you're hard pressed if you're going to invite 32 teams to only let four in and have a page yeah Sean, i, I agree uh, four is probably not the right number uh i i'm i don't think that 12 is bad uh, at all i just think it's 
once you get in those playoffs, it's pretty stressful. You know how John Morris talked about in the Olympics how that semifinal is the most nerve-wrenching game, like nerve-wracking game that you can have because if you win it, you're guaranteed a medal. Yeah. Uh, and if you lose it, you know, you, you might not finish on the podium. So I feel like every game in the playoffs at mixed doubles is kind of like this. I, uh, I'll bring up my own experience here, Sean. I, I played in the yes. Quebec mixed doubles uh, a few years ago. I, I don't even remember what year, 2011 maybe. And uh, we made the playoffs, uh, but we lost in the quarterfinal to, I believe, the team that eventually won. Uh, so I didn't feel so bad, but, uh, you know, once you're in those quarterfinals, it's, you know, do or die. Yeah, it's true. And I like that John Morris said that. I'm pretty sure John Morris has never been in a bronze medal game. So like, yeah. <laughs> it's weird that he would say that the semifinal is more stressful than a bronze medal game, but okay, uh, we'll take that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and the thing with mixed doubles too, of course, is that, you know, for as much as players have been saying this year about the five rock rule that, you know, no lead is safe with the I mean, mixed doubles is a whole nother bag. Oh yeah, no doubt, Sean, no doubt. There was uh, some pretty good games in the the semifinals. Both the semifinals were pretty uh, pretty close. Uh, uh, so I guess we shouldn't bury the lead. Uh, congratulations to Jocelyn Peterman and Brett Gallant, uh, who won. They beat uh, Nancy Griffin and uh, Terrell Griffith. They're yeah, so from... close. Nancy Martin, so close, Scott. So close again. So another close. loss yes. in a final. Ah. <laughs> no, oh. no, you said Nancy Griffin. You, oh, you had I? them married. Yeah, you had them married. Uh, oh, I was I was looking over. Uh, I was looking right at it too. That's weird. Yeah. So Nancy Martin, uh, Nancy Tyrell Martin. Griffith. Yes. 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 And you know, uh, both the semifinals, uh, Peterman and Gallant beat Laura Walker and Kirk Myers, who were last year's champions, in a six-five match. But they t- they sort of controlled that game the whole way through. And then Martin and Griffith beat uh, Kadriana Sahidek and Colton Lott who are, are pretty well-known in mixed double circles uh, for par- participating in one of the World Cups. They're going back to Beijing because they won. Uh-huh. Uh, and and uh, I want to start there, Sean. Their game... Sure. Uh, uh, you didn't like it. Colton, Colton Lott was, like, angry. <laughs> Angrily <laughs> kicking stones away af- after the end was over. And his anger came from a place where he wasn't playing very well. Uh, but he also was, was seemed to be, like, yelling at at Kadriana and I don't know, it made me feel a bit uncomfortable <laughs> watching. Right. It. Yeah. Uh, so in that sense, I'm kind of glad that they didn't win. Sure. I think uh, that's reasonable. You know, the thing is like they, they were pretty close. Uh, there was one shot in particular where she had him sweeping and it ended up not curling enough. And he said, he was like, come on, what are you doing? He didn't even give it a chance. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, a yeah, Little little touch and go there, but uh, you know they've got a whole twelve to fifteen hour flight over to Beijing to work things out. It's going to be great, yeah. And, and since they're from Manitoba, they'll have a nice connection too. It'll be great. Oh, for um, sure. No, but but I mean certainly that happens. And in that semifinal against Nancy Martin and Tyler Griffith, Griffith they score, give up a four in the second end. They got the two, the, yeah. the, a steal of two in the first, but then they give up the four and a steal of one. So you're down five two, and again. Even though it's mixed doubles and they're experienced, obviously in mixed doubles, being down five two just doesn't feel good. No, it never does. Uh, right. And and so you know, and and they have some expectations, I think, for themselves and young players as well. And and we certainly we've seen it with other players that that young players need 
to learn how to control emotions in, in big games. And, you know, it's understandable. Obviously, it's not great to see, but but I can certainly understand it. Yeah, and I think they said on the broadcast, Kidriana's only been playing for a couple of years and, and certainly not that long competitively. So, you know, for her to be playing at this high level this quickly is pretty amazing. You know, like, just yeah. really, really great. So hopefully they uh, work some of that stuff out and they'll rebound in Beijing. Uh, but on the other side, uh, like I mentioned, Peterman and Gallant, they uh, they had a really good a really good week, but they didn't win their pool, actually. They had to come through one of those qualifiers against uh, Park and Tanaka. And then they sort of got on their roll, you know. They they knew the ice. They were supporting each other really well. They beat uh, John Morris and Jolene Campbell 9-1 to in the quarterfinal. Uh, like I said, controlled that match against Walker and Myers. And then uh, the words... The words that we'll always remember, Sean, is uh, Brett Gallant <laughs> saying, uh, throw it good, hun. And, uh, yes, that'll be on a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, you'll, be grand, and, you'll be bouncing your grandkids on your knee, and you'll tell them the story of how Brett Gallant uh, uh, was talking to Jocelyn Peterman in the final of the 2019 Mixed Doubles. Well, maybe they'll be bouncing their children on their knees. Uh, but they, like, uh, she she had a shot for five that I don't think she thought was there. But Brett said, "Oh, you can make it. You can do it." And she's like, "Okay, let's try it." And sure enough, they made it, uh, and really put some distance between them and, and the other squad. Yeah, and and then you look ahead to the the final. Uh, Peterman Glank at the last rock in the first end, and uh, but they blow the game wide open with a five in the sixth. Oh yeah, that's the shot I was actually talking about. Oh, there was, you go. Was that five and six? Five yeah. So in the sixth, and so that was basically it. I mean, Martin and Griffith come back with a big three. I think they use their power play to get that three. So uh, good on them for that. But you're you know, still maybe, down two. You're, yeah, still, you're, you're down two point eight, then. Yeah, you're down two, but you're you know mixed doubles. So, uh, sure. You know they they gave it their best effort, just came up a little bit short, and that one shot seemed to be really the difference in the game. Yeah. So so now we have a, another young team who will represent Canada at the mixed doubles worlds. Obviously, last year with uh, Myers and uh, Laura Crocker at the time. Uh, two two younger players and you know I mean you, you just wonder Scott this is, mixed doubles is is physically demanding it, mm-hmm. it's tough uh, the skips have not done particularly well I know Kirk Myers uh, is now a skip but in general skips who have come into this haven't done as well as some of the front end players uh, you know John Morris would qualify as sort of a mix between both. But it seems like there, you need that extra level of uh, athleticism that, and the, f- the the familiarity with sweeping and and all that stuff that just comes with being a front end player and certainly someone like Brett Gallant who slides all the time when he's sweeping with Brad Gushu's team that sort of thing is going to be a big advantage when you get to the mixed doubles. Oh, uh, for sure, for sure. And this team has has played mixed doubles before and won. The Canadian Championship in the past and uh, didn't participate in the Worlds that year because of the way the selection happened uh, was different. But, you know, they're no stranger to to the mixed doubles game. And uh, what you said there about front-end players, I agree. Terrell Griffith really impressed me this week. Uh, he he was really supportive of his partner. He was giving it his all sweeping. I mean, 
He looked like he was out of gas a few times, but still managed to find some reserves in the tank. And I think you're right, Sean. The sweeping is a really under, like underestimated maybe part of this this format. Uh, it's it's really important uh, that you be able to get up as quickly as possible and uh, get yeah. to sweeping if you need it. Yeah, and especially now too, because you know a few years ago, of course, the rule was that the player who wasn't throwing had to be at the far end. Mm-hmm. Now that's not the case. You don't have to have somebody holding the broom, but you know, with all the directional sweeping, whoever is going to sweep, if they're going to be down there with the thrower has to be able to sort of move side to side to get the direction as you need it. Mm-hmm. It has to be really good at calling the weight because you're on your own there. Uh, and then, you know, it, it's hard to call lines sometimes from the hack if, if you're not used to it. So it, it is, it, you know, it, it's still curling, right? You still have to make your shots, but a, a different skill set. And again, I think a skill set that is more in line with maybe some of your front end players. Yeah, no, no doubt. So it's no surprise to see some pretty strong front end players uh, at the top of the podium come the end of the week. So absolutely, good, good luck uh, to Peterman and Gallant. They'll be playing at the World Mixed Doubles Championships in at the end of April in Stavanger, Norway. You know where that is? Sean? Nice. Uh, I believe it's in Europe, Scott. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty uh, pretty smart of you to say. It's as specific as I would like to get. I think it's uh, north, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I'm wrong. It's uh, (laughs) the southwest part of Norway on the sea there, on the North Sea. So it should be fun times for them. Yeah, nice vacation spot. (laughs) Absolutely. Who needs needs Uh, Hawaii? Exactly. So uh, um, the other thing that is currently going on is the Canadian Senior Championships. We just want to talk uh, touch on that briefly because we have some people who we know, uh, some familiar names here. Uh, the Let's start on the women's side. As we are recording this, Ontario is 7-0. and oh. That is, of course, Sherry Madaw, who has been to the Scotties approximately 53 times in her career and uh, has never won, uh, made it to a couple finals, made it to the final of the War of the Rings, I want to say 2013. Yeah, I uh, And right. she lost to Jennifer Jones. Uh, but, you know, obviously a well-decorated player in her own right. Uh, so no surprise that she's at the top of the podium or at the top of the standings here in the championship pool. Also, two-time defending champion Sherry Anderson from Saskatchewan after a tough loss in the Saskatchewan women's final to Robin Silvernagel. She is currently sitting at 6-1. and one. Uh, Manitoba as well with Terry Ursel at 6-1 and one here as well in what is a pretty good field. Yeah, it's pretty. It's a pretty good field, Sean. The the, the bottom of the championship pool, uh, we see two teams at three and four who managed to make it in there. Uh, I don't like their chances going forward in BC and Newfoundland, but on that Newfoundland team, we do see Kathy Cunningham, who we know from national championships gone by. Uh, yes, I but, believe she was included in our Scotty's fantasy um, draw. We'll have to we go included back and check Kathy Cunningham on one of the teams. Yeah, check the tape on that. Uh, yes. We'll see. So uh, I, I got to believe that the Sherry Anderson, Sherry Madaw, the Battle of the Sherrys might be what's on tap. Manitoba might have something different to say about it, but uh, I'd be excited to watch that uh, by the end of the week. 
yeah, that'd be a fun game for sure to uh, to watch out there. Uh, on the men's side, let's talk about what was the big story early in the week. Team Nunavut's got they got off to a huge start going two and zero, oh, beating New Brunswick. And the shocker of all shockers, Peter McKay and his squad out of the Iqaluit Curling Club beat Al Hackner. Yes, that Al Hackner. <laughs> uh, they beat him six to four. Wow. That's pretty great. And and Peter, of course, he played on the men's team last year from Nunavut. Yes, and actually Jeff Nadeau uh, is on this team as well, who was also on that team. Yeah, and we played against them uh, in our spiel here in Ottawa. We did, yes. Uh, that was pretty fun. So, yeah, I mean, holy cow, good job by them. Uh, I mean, they then conceded the next, <laughs> the next five. Yeah, that's but, a minor uh, detail. Yeah, yeah, but... I mean, good on them for getting out those two big wins. Uh, they don't finish in last place. New Brunswick uh, comes up last place in that pool. Don't make it into the championship pool. But, uh, hey, I mean, it's probably better than what they were hoping for. Yeah, 100%. So, uh, overall, Saskatchewan leading the way right now. Bruce Corte and his squad, perfect at 7-0. and And then a bit of a dogfight with uh, three teams at two losses and four teams at three losses. This is a page playoff system at the seniors, so it'll be a lot of fun to sort of keep track. Some familiar names here that uh, you might be familiar with. We mentioned Al Hackner, uh, certainly representing Northern Ontario, and some other names who you might be familiar with. uh, Wade White out of... Alberta has Dan Howlichuk on his team, who I believe has been in a briar, uh, at least one. Uh, so that team, some sort of familiar names there. But, you know, I would say the women's field has a little more star power than the men's field, but uh, definitely a good field. Yeah, Sean, I wanted to shout out uh, Wes Craig and his team out of Victoria Curling Club in B.C., uh, well, they play out in Nanaimo, but I, I know Wes from playing against them in Victoria, and they've snuck into the the championship pool there at four and three. So good luck going forward to all the teams participating. Um, yeah. That's about all that we have to say about that. Uh, the only other thing we did miss was the uh, – they don't call it CIS anymore. You know, honestly, yeah. the only thing – like. like the Canadian University Sports has changed names way too often. Uh, you know, it used to be CIAU and then CIS. I believe now it's just U Sport. I think U Sports, yeah, is what it's called. So, uh, but uh, a big shout out to some local boys here from Carleton University as they pick up a bit of a, a an upset victory at the Canadian University Championships, uh, which were held out there in Fredericton last week. A big upset of Karsten Sturme, defending champion in the semifinal there. They curl out of the, or at least the skip, uh, and I think all of them curl out of the Ottawa Curling Club. We've played them a few times uh, in, in our Monday league. Mm-hmm. and uh, but So definitely congratulations to them. Yeah, Sean, they even beat Karsten Sturme twice. They beat them in the opening round of the round robin. And, uh, and then again in the semifinal, as you mentioned, so... Uh, good on, good on them. And then on the women's side, uh, we have a championship for Laurentian University, Sean, the Laurentian Voyageurs. And I, I believe it might be one of, if not their first, uh, U sports title in any sport. 
That would make sense. Small school. They haven't been around that long. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, good on. They beat the Brock Badgers in the final. So, so yeah, congratulations to them. Uh, most definitely some Northern Ontario folks. You got to love it, right? Heck yes. <laughs> um, and, and actually, just to get back to the men real quick, uh, this this made a bunch of the stories, but Cameron Goodkey is the skip there of that Carlton team. He started curling six years ago. Yeah, pretty crazy, eh? Yeah, and now he is a uh, a national championship. What have we been doing all these years, Sean? Yeah, and uh, and for Laurentian too, uh, it's Kira Brunton who uh, has represented someone at the juniors. I believe Northern Ontario. Yes, that would make sense if she's at Laurentian University. Why else would you go there, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and in the college side, in the men, Concordia College de- defeated Humber College. Adam Van Amsterdam and his team uh, from Edmonton win. And on the women's side, New Westminster's Douglas College defeated McEwen College 7-5 to five there. All right. Go Doug College. Yeah, so a uh, little West Coast action for you. you got so, uh, so there you go, Scotty. That's it. Uh, so we, we've remedied a few of the things that we missed. I'm sure there's others. But there always uh, is. Uh, we'll we'll be dropping our men's preview if we haven't already. Uh, Have not. Then we'll be dropping that uh, pretty soon. Uh, men's preview of the World Championships coming up in Lethbridge, and then I will come back once those are concluded. I, I might. I think I'm going to be flying solo, Sean. Yeah, you're going to be flying solo. I'm off to Europe next week. Heading to Belgium and France as part of a work thing for me. I might do some photos on the Instagram and uh, some of the cool sites that I get to go to for that. But I'm not going to be able to watch a lot of the Men's World Championships. So you are going to be on your own. Oh, I'll take copious notes. <laughs> <laughs> there yeah. you go. You can, uh, so, yeah, keep an eye out for that. Uh, certainly, uh, the men's preview, if you listen to this one, we're dropping it. Uh, I think we're going to drop it Wednesday uh, in, in advance of the, the World Championships. So uh, keep your eyes out for that. Uh, and in the interim, please do subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your shows. Give us a like rating, all that good stuff. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Game of Stones Pod. You can email the show Game of Stones Podcast at gmail.com. And my apologies for my, my frog voice. Oh, sounds but, good, man. But as I was saying at work, I mean, I, I think I could get some, some voiceover work here. Hey, uh, you got to put the put them feelers out and see what you can get. Oh, yeah. All right, right just do that. that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> So uh, we'll be back with you tomorrow, but until then, keep your brooms on the ice and don't dump that insert. Make the final!